0: The President is here. The President is here. But before I get into that, attention business owners, would you like me to sing your praises on the Pillars of Hamilton? I would love to, and I don't even want you to pay me for it. I just want a donation to one of my favorite charities, Save the Rain. If you are interested in making that donation and then having your business advertised on the Pillars, hit me up on a direct message or Call me on my phone, however you reach me, reach me and let's do this. My guest today is Sam Mento. Sam Mento was elected president of the school board. He owns an awesome blueberry farm and he just dropped a ton of knowledge on this episode. I really appreciated him being here and I learned a lot. So please welcome my guest, Sam Mento. What's up, Mr. President? Hi, thank you. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, man. <laughs> I've been waiting. I was like, uh, how am I going to address him? Sam I am? Well, that used to drive me crazy my whole life. Yeah. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, I do.
1: I do get a lot of Sam. Actually, my name's Salvatore. Um, and uh, I've always gone by Sam. And the uh, funny story is, uh, actually, I didn't realize my name was Salvatore until probably kindergarten when I was sitting in class and the teacher's going through the, you know, through, through the list of names, Salvatore Mento. You know, I'm just sitting there, and finally she looks at me like, "Hey, dopey, <laughs> that's you." I'm like, "No, I'm Sam." But no, my, your my parents name, didn't tell you. Well, they kind of told me, but I just can ne- never really, you know, took it in that yeah, my name is Salvatore, but I've always gone by Sam. Uh, same for my father, my grandfather. There's a lot of sam's for Salvatore's. it's an italian really is that a mix like yeah it is and i think a little bit with us is that our initials are Salvatore anthony mento sam sam so maybe it's Mm. that so yes you named your son sam i named my my son's name is samuel thomas uh you know i'm half italian half german and i married a good irish girl um and uh, when i looked at him when he was born i said man he just doesn't look like a Salvatore. <laughs> so, so we little hated, baby, little baby, little baby, little beautiful American baby there, and, uh, and, and I said, you know what? Uh, you're, you're Samuel Thomas, and after his grandfather's middle name Thomas, my father-in-law. So yeah, it's Samuel. So we kind of kept the fourth generation name, but uh, we, en- we they- ended the Salvatore.
0: So I don't understand it. Like, why did they name you
1: Salvatore if they were going to call you Sam? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the the joke always was uh, my mom had said, you know, back in the day, uh, when, when, well, she had me cesarean. She said by the time she woke up, my grandmother, my dad's mom was already in there and filled out the papers. And <laughs> I <laughs> was on paper. At Helen, for, for those of you who know my grandmother, Helen Mento. She's long passed away, but she was a great woman here from Hamilton. And uh, yeah. Uh, by the time she came around, the papers were already filled out, and I was named Salvatore Anthony Mentor third, and well, the rest is history. But, but uh, hey, yeah, you can call me Sam. and uh, Sam has worked out for me very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Sam's a great name, and uh, for the most part, you know, if someone calls me, I, it's either a telemarketer or a college friend who call me Salvatore. You know, a lot of times a telemarketer, I'll get, the, is there a Salvatore there, or a Salvatore? But you, went, you
0: went by Salvatore in college? Well,
1: I wanted to go by Sam, and uh, I joined a college fraternity. I okay. And that first night, they said, okay, well, what do you want to be called? I said, oh, I want to be called Sam. And they said, okay, Sal. And was that <laughs> so, part of your so, hazing? I or? guess so. So all my fraternity friends always called me Sal. And it was just too much of a hassle, you know, when a teacher would call your name out, whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I just went with Sal. So for the most part, it's a telemarketer or a college friend that calls me Sal.
0: But everyone else calls Everybody you Sam. Everybody
1: else calls me Sam. So yeah. that was a long uh, answer there for a very uh, get, simple question.
0: I always get, it, maybe it's not maybe it's me maybe it's you too but i feel like i always get uh-huh, sam i am <laughs> yeah. sam toucan sam all that yes stuff. yeah there's just certain names that are associated like my son we named him ashton okay. and uh, little did i know every time i i tell someone that they say oh ashton kutcher <laughs> i was like really <laughs> just because name
1: association
0: yeah i guess i guess well welcome to the podcast well thank man. You. thanks for having me here i'm very excited to be here yeah um I have some questions about, you okay. do some big things here in town, sir.
1: Okay, thank you. Yes, I have a, a very important volunteer job here in town. So it's a volunteer job. It is. It is a volunteer job. Uh, many people don't realize that. that they, I didn't. Uh, they ask me, well, do you get paid? No, I don't get paid. Well, then they say, well, you, you definitely get health care then. I say, no, there's there's no health care either. It's, wow, you're it's, just doing this? It's, uh, yeah, all for the kids, all, all volunteerism. I mean, um actually a school board member is a elected official but we're actually elected we're a state elected official and uh, what we are we are really part of an advisory board for the school district and um, you know a volunteer advisory board and you know our, our our role is you know not to run the school but to be sure that the school is run right you know and how we do that is through policy that we set as a board um, through you know, most importantly, I guess picking a superintendent and a business administrator. I mean, they're your one and two in the district. I mean, all you know, all hires, fires, money goes through those two. And then you know, thirdly, you know, we, we negotiate contracts with with the uh, with the teachers' association. But that is the role of a board member. Uh, okay, we, we are a volunteer that was a lot board
0: because I definitely have questions about that because okay. I've um I come from a private school background. Okay, and and now I own my own place. I've never had to deal. With a school board, and I was always curious, like what work goes into it. First of all, I thought that was a paid position. I had no idea you're volunteering. That's awesome. Yeah, volunteer job. How did sure. that happen? When did you decide? What was the process? And you had to go for. Uh, you got to tell me
1: what it's like to campaign. Cause <laughs> I would be, I would be so terrified <laughs> oh, to do that. Yeah, yeah, especially in this day and age. Um, no, well, I was a little involved in partisan politics back in the day. Uh, I actually took a shot at the county office. Uh, came a little, came up a little bit short. And then, you know, I decided just to take a step back and, you know, concentrate on the farm and family. And uh, I was actually approached at the time by the soon-to-be school board president. I believe he wasn't president at the time. No, he was vice president, Joe Giralo. Is he um, the one that stepped down when you came up? Um, yeah, some, something like that. I, I replaced He. I became president after him. Yeah, yes. I read an article that he stepped down and you came in. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he approached me here, and actually uh, a friend of mine at the time, Joe Ingemi, um called, asked if I had an interest in, in getting involved. And, um, you yeah, know, I'm sure I'm always about, you know, the town and volunteerism. And, uh, you know, when, when, when you add the children, I'm like, you know, I'm all in. So, uh, yeah, that was back in 2011, and uh, now here we are uh, about uh, nine years later. You've been president that long. No, I, I've been president. Well, my first term, it, uh, you know, there are three-year terms that we're elected to as school board members here in town and pretty much everywhere uh, around the state is three-year term. Uh, my first year, I was just a regular member, and honestly, there there is a tremendous learning curve. There's no way someone, a new member, can come in and be president.
0: I wanted to ask you about that, too. I got a lot of questions because I'm very passionate about education, so okay. I always wonder, like, how does a guy who has... Uh, no, I mean, he went to school, obviously, but he, he's never worked in a school atmosphere. What's it like for a guy like that to come into a position like this? Um,
1: I have no idea what it's like. It, it, it certainly is eye-opening. And, uh, you know, to say the least, they do things very differently in the school system and, and, and in the public uh, body government than I would do in the private sector on the farm or, you know. Uh, you're running, running a business um, and it really opened my eyes to a lot of things but you know I think as a school board member that's exactly what you need you know we, we have 30 million dollars of payroll of people who are educators and administrators and know you know everything about the school and the school district but I think you know the whole the whole reason why you have a school board the reason why we're here is to bring in some more I guess you'd say common folk you know from the town um, to give a you know a perspective from the from the townspeople you know you have to keep a happy balance you, you know between education you know we want to give everything you know the kids want and need but at the same time we have to do that at a, at a cost that the local taxpayers can afford and that's what we're there trying to strike that happy medium. So there's a
0: medium. Yeah, you know, like you want the best, but you don't want to overtax the people. Correct. That's an interesting balance you have to
1: Correct. figure out. You could. Oh my good, that's a lot of pressure, Sam yeah. Mento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but truth be told, truth be told, we have a fantastic business administrator, Barbara Prettyman. Uh, she she was there before I was even on the board, and uh, she's done a fantastic job turning that district around the finances. And honestly, I'd say ninety-five percent of the budget. Is reoccurring cost. You you know, when you're talking Mm. about payroll and, you know, supplies. Supplies. Desks, yeah, desks, uh, bills, uh, fuel, you know, all that stuff. Electricity. What's five you know, yeah. percent? Just like the random events they <laughs> you know, may 5%, have. Five and- percent. There might be a little discretionary spending. You know, would you rather have you know this club versus that club, or would you spend some money on this type of so- summer program versus that program? But there's very little discretionary uh, spending. Um, I, I mean, I am happy to say that they have increased our state funding since I've. Join the board, so we have a little more. Uh, Is of that a because of something you guys have done, or well, sh- for sure. I mean, well, we, we were in desperate need. I mean, there was a whole funding formula, and I don't want to bore you with all the details. But we were grossly underfunded um, by the state's own accord, by some eleven million a year. So you multiply that out oh. by ten years, you, you, that, that that adds up pretty quick. So you know, we we did everything we could do just to to hang on to what we had. And there was a time where we had to eliminate some pr- programs and make some cutbacks. I mean. We were pushing some 30 kids in the classroom in elementary school, which, you know, you could find a study for either way that it is, you know, it doesn't impact the ch- child's learning experience or it does. But, you know, I think anyone with a little bit of common sense can could, could agree that a smaller class size is better, you know, in the elementary school. So I'm, Go ahead. No, I'm uh, no, no, I've always said, I haven't always said,
0: I've been saying this for about six months since I thought about it. Uh, if you're going to change the world, do it through education and if you could take kids who are in a, in a poor school district who are what 25 kids this one teacher and if you could take those same kids and put it down to like i don't know 12 kids in a classroom who's as passionate as myself which there are a lot of teachers out there passionate for sure could you imagine eight hours a day Twelve years—the the change that would happen in the in America if that happened?
1: Yeah, it it, it would be it would be big. I mean, just the difference between an A level teacher and a C level C level teacher over time. When you compound that out uh, over all the lives and, and all the children they have impacted, I mean, there is such a difference. So yeah, you can reduce that class size. It's it's only going to be better for the kids. One hundred percent.
0: I was talking about actually on the previous podcast. Um, it's coming out the same day yours is. Um, with Maria Ramundo, we were just talking about how this podcast, it's really great because the kids get to be listened to. Like I'm sitting in this chair, I listen to them, and then it goes out to 40, 50, 60 people who download it and they listen. Um, Yeah, I just feel like the classroom needs to be small enough where the teacher has the ability to listen to each one of those kids so that they feel like they're being heard and feel like they're being noticed and cared for. You can't do that with one teacher and 25 kids. No,
1: it's it's tough, and, and don't get me wrong. We, we we've had some, we have some great teachers, and they've done a fantastic job mm. of what they what we have given them. But it it, I definitely see, you know. Uh, a bigger and better future now you know that we are properly funded and we have that class size down to where it should be and you know let's be honest we had a little bit of a boom you know there was a construction boom here in Hamilton in the early 2000s so is what that the, the
0: Cassiano's Main Street boom
1: well we I think or? you know I, I, I will say this I will say you know there were people who were for it people who were against it in the beginning but uh, there's no doubt about it the, the revitalization of the downtown um, got people looking at Hamilton, and then once they started looking at Hamilton, the school district got them buying Hamilton, and I think together, that's what led, and we had some land available and, and in some good builders here in town, but together, that all led to that housing boom that we saw in the early 2000s, so if you sell a bunch of three, four-bedroom houses to young married couples, mm. what do you think's going to happen? They're going to have children, so with and that, you... Do the math where they're at now, we're kinda getting through that bubble where those big classes are in fifth, sixth, seventh grade now. And we can see the class sizes and the numbers coming in just a little bit smaller than what they once were.
0: And I think it trickles down too, right? The uh, the then the word gets out that hey, these Hamilton schools are awesome, they come in, they spend more money at the businesses, they right. go to the schools. Right. Um,
1: it's 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 there's no doubt about it. I mean school districts sell sell homes. You know, and and that revitalization mm. definitely brought brought more people. You know, open up Hamilton. Hamilton always had you know such a closed feel to it. And uh, <laughs> I, I think once that downtown opened up, and we got some out of town people coming in, and word got out, hey, this is a really great place to raise a family. You know, you, you saw that you saw that boom in the early 2000s.
0: I wonder if, for whatever reason, I came here 10 years ago and I came to meet Dina and see this school. I wonder if if I had seen the Hamilton of that day, if I would have made the same choice to. Uh come and stay and raise my family here
1: who knows who knows I'll tell you you know my wife uh, I always joke you know um, I, I didn't marry a girl from town I married a good Irish girl from uh, Drexel, Drexel Hill Pennsylvania I wanted to uh, freshen up the gene pool here in Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know when we first got married I would give her family every direction imaginable to, keep, to avoid the downtown of Hamilton and come like maybe ten years ago or so, or a s- little bit less, at my daughter's uh, first Holy Communion, we walked over from the church to Anada, and they were they were just complimenting me on what a beautiful downtown, and I felt so proud, and just that alone tells you how much this this town has has turned around in the last decade or so. Yeah,
0: it's cool. It it really does take a village, man. And it like, does.
1: And all the pieces
0: are connected. It's really cool that what you're doing at the school to help improve over there helps Main Street, and what they do helps improve the schools and um, bring in the numbers. And yeah, it's fantastic. Get that
1: perpetual motion going. You know, we feed off each other and just keep it going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I I feel like every guest so far on this podcast has just raved about how much they love this town. Yeah. Um, I love this town. I'm very. I never thought. I never, I never thought that I would be so passionate about the place I live. I, I mean, I like I loved growing up in St. Louis, Missouri. You know, that was great. But I was a kid. Right. Uh, Florida, I really didn't like. New York City was just like a lot of fun in my twenties. But I'm here, and I'm like, I'm a fan of the town so much so that like I want to volunteer. I want to get people like you to get the, their message out. Like I want to do whatever I can to like play my
1: part. Right.
0: Where, where did
1: you live before this? And that's where it takes. I, I, I'm born and raised here in Hamilton. So what you do, are yeah. definitely a Hamiltonian. Oh, for sure. With the exception of my college years and a couple years when I lived down the beach. Uh, yeah, I, I live right here in town. I actually live in the same house that uh, my great-grandparents built. No uh, way! Yeah, some 90 years ago. Uh, yeah, when they had the house, uh, my grandfather had uh, four- Brothers was a four brother, five and three. Yeah, four brothers and uh, three sisters. So they had eight children Ooh. in that home. And the, you know, through the years, the house has changed, and there's been some additions and stuff like that. But yeah, my my children now are the fifth generation of uh, the Mento family to be there at the uh, homestead on uh, First Road. Um, yeah, so that's 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 a pretty cool thing. That
0: is so cool.
1: Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah.
0: And I feel like a lot of times small towns get these stereotypes of like all oh, the same family over and over. like. And I don't know. This is me coming from an outsider. Before, okay. and I hate saying this, but when I start when I when I thought of small town, I'm doing air quotes, people. Okay. Small town, <laughs> I would think uh, not a high level of uh, intellectuals, and uh, you know maybe a, a few stores that they like, and I don't know. It, I didn't expect this. Where there's so many cool people, so many intelligent people working together, and more than anything, so many people who. Are fans of the town they live in.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamilton's a special place, and it's contagious. You know, when, you, when if you move here and you get involved, you're you're going to catch the fever, and you're going to love this town. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here because uh, you <laughs> and your wife Lisa certainly. A, Making a great contribution to the town, to the to, you know, to all the kids that come through here, and uh, you're you're really making a positive impact on the town. And so great to have you
0: coming from the president himself. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You're welcome. It means a lot. Um, you rose. You, you obviously you raised your kids here. They are official Hamiltonians. They are. Um, what's it been like? Because I can give my own story. And so far, it's only been two years. I'm really curious what it's like from baby up until you, you have one son going into high school,
1: right? My son's going to be a freshman this year, and my daughter's going to be a junior. Yeah. He's 14 and 16. So, yeah. Enjoy these these younger years. I uh, know, man. It's so <laughs> fast. Yeah. It goes so quick. I can't believe it. And people always say, enjoy this. Enjoy this, this. is the best time. And I would kind of roll my eyes like, yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah, boy, it does go quick. So, enjoy the ride, brother. Yeah. No, I am. It goes, uh, no, it, it goes am. fast. Yeah. I am. I know.
0: People tell me all the time because they see me working out here. They're like, "When do you take a break?" I'm like, "Well, I don't." But I'm enjoying every minute of the work. Uh, and when I'm done up out here, I'm up here with my kids. And when I'm not up here with the kids, I'm down here with those kids. And I'm living my best life here. This is what I want to do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great. When he when he came to you and asked you about being
1: school board, like, why why you? That's what I said. Well, why me? You, you know, what do you think? Can I make a contribution? Am I qualified? You know, they're all the things, you know, anyone thinks to themselves before they jump into something. That's a big position. Yeah, yeah. And, and he assured me, yeah, you know, there would be a lot to learn, but uh, they would teach me. And, uh, you know, I, I jumped in. And uh, that year, actually, uh, I, my first year I ran on a post. It was myself, Joe Girao and Manny Bermudez. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, we, we had a good run. We had, we had a good run in the beginning. Did you even, since you were a, unopposed, did you even, like, campaign? What, like, what did you do? Um, I mean, it wasn't uh, really school board. And, and, again, too, back then when I first got on, the elections were in April, which was a whole different dynamic than since we've moved since we've moved the elections to November, which I feel have really politicized the school board a little bit more than really? what it should be. Yeah, for sure. Why would I it mean, change the dates? Well, it's inevitable. Well, what had happened was there was a... A way for and it really wasn't a problem we were having but there were a problem in other districts because at the time Hamilton was constantly at zero but there was there was problems in the state where other towns and other school districts couldn't pass budgets the people kept voting the budgets down because back then every budget had to be approved by the public in April they would vote for the school board members and approve or vote down the budget And it was getting hard to to pass budgets. So what they did was they made a change with the caveat, you can raise the taxes up to 2%. There's a 2% 2 cap without going to the voters. If you stay within that 2%, the budget can pass without their approval. But to save time and, and, and money with the election costs and stuff like that, they wanted us to move the actual election of the candidates to November because they wouldn't have to vote on a budget anymore. And uh, so that was how it went hand-in-hand hand with so, the switch.
0: So now that it's switched, though, it's become very politicized, you say?
1: Well, I feel it's more political just being in November than it was you back You mean in because April. there's other elections well, going on at the same because, time? Well, it's just because, you know, and I'm not saying it, it happens everywhere, but now, you know, with political parties, they start running tickets. And before you know it, you know, a party's running a ticket for council and school board. And, you know, that's not what you want. We're an apolitical board, and, that, and that's the way we, we need to stay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how how you feel about having to deal with all that. I couldn't do it, man. Like, you're obviously in it for the kids. Like, uh, you want to do the best job for here in Hamilton. How do you deal with, like politics and yeah well it's
1: tough and listen this is what you have to do you have to go in with your eyes open you have to realize you can't make everybody happy every time Mm. you know you just have to do the best you can with the information you have at the time make the best decisions you can you know and and i I found you know throughout my 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 time in public service that usually you know your gut is right you know if it feels good you know it's usually good and right if it feels off and it doesn't feel that good typically you you, you know it, it might not have been the best decision or not might not be the way you want to go but you just have to go on a feel and you have to do what's right for the kids and sometimes you know there's tough decisions to make and you know you can imagine mm-hmm. now. Just think about the political climate and this school. Well, you're just
0: gonna. It's either you win on one side and you lose or the other, or
1: vice versa. So no matter what decision you make, right, you know. right, you're you're going to burn someone. And and at the same time, now you interject their child. So the multiplier mm. is ten thousand. On, on, oh yeah, on, you know. So, I know all about yeah. it. Yeah. So again, you just go in there with open eyes, open heart. You do the best you can for the kids. And I think everyone understands. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just a man, a blue collar guy, a farmer. You know, yeah. trying to give back to the community that's given me so much, and I'm there for the kids, just volunteering. Make, yeah, volunteering for the kids, trying to you know make the best decisions and do and give them everything they need to have that first class education that the taxpayers can afford. So,
0: over your was it eight years
1: now? Seven years. Eight eight years. Eight, eight years a piece. Yeah.
0: Um. Do you have any really big uh, uh, accomplishments that you're really proud of? Uh, I'm proud of
1: a lot of things we've done here. I mean, you know, I I think I'll I'll, I'll probably, and I would enjoy this just because I cut my teeth uh, in in construction. I like to be remembered as the infrastructure uh, president. You know, we did a lot of work at that middle school bringing it up with the windows and the high vac, really bringing that building up to, you know, today's standards. It's a beautiful school. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really, really nice now with all state-of-the-art air conditioning and windows and stuff. We're, we're much better climate controlled. Um, bringing the lights to William T. Capel, you know, football field, that was something. Oh, that's insane, that I place. Mean, that was is that an-
0: the place where they did the uh, cancer run? Yes, yeah. yes. I love that place. Yeah, it is
1: It is the premier football field in, in all. It is the best. I mean, it is the crown jewel of all South Jersey football fields. So I was so happy to bring football back there. And, uh, you know, it it, it wasn't easy. But, again, you know, shared service agreements usually are tough, and that's why there aren't that many. But, again, you know, we got together with the town and and the youth organization, and everyone was there working for, you know, the same purpose, to give the kids, you know, of Hamilton a better and a nicer, you know, another place for recreation. And uh, so, you know, we all came together after everyone, you know, you know, it was just a lot of, you know, it's a push and pull, and it's it's politics, it's a negotiation. And, uh, you know, do it. <laughs> finally, you know, we all came to an agreement, and, and the lights are there, and it's it's a fantastic uh, facility, and I'm so happy to have football back in William T. Capel. I mean, that was something that was really great. Again, um, so many other things was just lobbying our legislators. We hosted a roundtable for our senators, and I think that's, that really led to some of the additional funding that we received I mean many districts saw cuts and and because we were grossly underfunded I felt in my heart there was no way they would cut us I just didn't know if we were gonna get funded properly but it seems like we're on the way to full full funding which is big so we're able to bring bring back some programs we can do some steam and stem after school Uh, we started a volleyball program Um, we brought back the golf team which you know that was one of the things that really bothered me so much we were the only group through school and I I think the entire state that didn't have a golf team. You're a golfer? uh, I did play golf. Yeah, I played golf in high school. i I picked it up a little bit more now. Uh, My son's been playing. And it's a great sport. It's a life skill. So we brought back the golf team. Uh, It's the only um, co-ed sport. There is in high school, huh. you know. So we brought that back. That was fantastic. Uh, like I said, the volleyball team starting. We're doing some other good things with uh, additional AP classes that we're offering. We're offering some college courses now, so kids. Really. Can start, yeah. So college kids, courses. Yeah, so kids can start school with a couple college credits, which you know, for mom and dad, that all adds up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no every, doubt every course that. adds up.
0: Um, so what about the future, man? What What are you guys looking to do now? Are Are things I I, f- I can say from my own experience with my son going to kindergarten last year, like he had I c- I couldn't have asked for a better year. Great. I mean, coming from a teacher who's so passionate and sometimes critical because of how passionate I am, I could I seriously I can't think of a single thing I'd l- I want more like it, he had such a great year shout out to miss Aloisio, uh okay. she was amazing one of our best yeah one of a- our five amazing I, I want her on this show we'll see about that <laughs> I sh- we'll see she ignored my message maybe uh, she'll get back to me miss Aloisio. we <laughs> if got you're it. listening <laughs> yeah you're definitely listening right i gotta get you on here um but yeah, did did we get that answer? What is the future? What, what well, the future. I mean, for,
1: as as a board, you know, I would say let's just keep it going. We have a good thing going right now. We're getting properly funded. Uh, we have some projects in the pipeline. Um, we have a big solar uh, project coming in now. Again, that's been going on for a year of negotiations with our lawyers and and consultants and engineers. But we're very close to uh, fi- you know, finalizing that deal, which is going to save us, you know, over a million dollars over the duration of the uh, of the deal over the 15-year contract so we have that coming up and you know we, we there's always room for improvement you know there's always room for improvement um you know we have a strong superintendent who's in there now she's entering her third year miss robin kecko doing a fine job like i said we already have it in place a, a fantastic a business administrator and barbara Printman and you know we have a good thing going right now and and you know every now and then you just gotta you know take it take a breath you know smell mm. the roses but then knock <laughs> on wood and keep on going because you, you always want to get a little bit better yeah but uh, I mean, yeah, it's good to take that ru-
0: step back and be like whoa I did this Okay, yeah. cool
1: and it feels good it, it, it feels good to get back and you know a lot of times you know you hear about school board members get burnt out or ground you now it's just because it's tough and it, it, it's growing and And there is some tough stuff, man. You know, I hear some some really sad stories and some things, you know, I really can't get into about individual kids and stuff. But but there is, you know, we are a 40% poverty level district. That's what people need to realize. So there are people really struggling. And when you're on the board and you hear some of these stories, these personal stories, you know, it's tough. So, you know, again, we're just trying to give everybody that, that education that they need to take that next step forward in life.
0: Yeah. Are you going to keep going? How long are you going to do this for man? Uh, it
1: is grueling. Why, why are you still
0: going? You yeah, keep I know. On well, checking. you know, they,
1: they say never, say never. But, uh, you know, this being, what, my fifth year now as president... Um, I could see myself staying on as president maybe one more year. Oh, okay. And then uh, after that, you know, I'd like to just step back and help and mentor the next president mm. and, uh, you know, just en- enjoy my last couple years as a regular member and, uh, don't again never say never but uh, this could be my last hurrah I think uh, whoa, nine whoa. years would be a heck of as a heck of a run and uh, you heard it here <laughs> first folks that's a that's a big drop right there but yeah. although it's not for sure so yeah, but most likely most likely again nine years is a great run hey, I'm who, proud who's of coming my up that you would
0: endorse yeah, do presidents endorse <laughs> I don't no, know
1: <laughs> I mean I, I just want to endorse someone whose far is true and who's in it for the right reasons you know yeah. that's that that's what we need here because you know it, 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 you have to be careful sometimes because when you have a real good thing going you know boards become you know you know almost you know, self-inflicting wounds t- towards one another. When you don't have a real crisis or a problem to take on, before you know it, you start creating them amongst yourselves. So you you have to avoid that in the good times. If I was president, and no, I'm not running for president, I would
0: make sure that never happened. There's no place for that in right. education. Right here at Reed Preschool and Camp Tuscaloosa, like of course, you know, uh, things happen between coworkers and whatever, but. This is uh, Kathy. Shout out to your wife, Kathy, the Irish Kathy. That's it. Yeah, great girl, my Irish girl. Amazing, <laughs> fantastic substitute teacher here at Reed Preschool. She could tell you, man. Yeah. It's everyone is happy to be here. Everyone is working together for the kids. Yeah. Same thing with Camp Tuscaloosa, man. It's like I don't have to ask the counselors to do stuff they just want to do it for me because of this atmosphere that we've all created together where we all are in it for the kids we're all going to help each other out like i'll scratch your back you scratch mine and um that's what it needs to be especially because you're around kids and you got to have that example for the kids as well
1: yeah you you're there for the kids and you have to keep everyone you know on the same page and and keep you know reiterating that we're here for the kids you know whether it be fellow board members you know administrators you know the teachers union um, you know we have a fantastic relationship right now between the uh, board and the uh, teachers union uh, the, the Hamilton's uh, uh, education uh, Association and, and are they ones, the
0: ones to make the curriculum or? well
1: they're, they're part of it we inc- we have our t- we include our teachers on curriculum building uh, a lot of them do that in the summertime you know we have a like a grade uh, I guess you'd call group leaders great grade level leaders they come in and mm-hmm. work on curriculum and and, and the different um I'm glad that subjects. I'm you know, glad that they, the they teachers work, get they work to do on that. that. Yeah, because the, the, they're the ones who are doing it, and they're they're our frontline soldiers. So we want them to be involved with the curriculum. But obviously, we have administrators and 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 supervisors who are going to make sure that everything is is right according to the state what we need to do but at the same time we want to support our teachers and give them the, the necessary resources to give them what they need to educate our kids so mm. we have a good thing going like i said i've been president for five years we've never had a grievance uh since i've been president that's pretty big that's and, huge man. yeah that's really big and you know it's it, it has always I was, gonna, always been I was like afraid that. to ask you. I was like
0: mm, maybe I should ask, maybe I shouldn't, but it looks like I didn't have to. Good. That's good news, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Less less is more. You know, if we can just nip it in the bud and work it out Hamilton style, that's the way we'd like to do it. Hamilton rather style, than, you know. Get and all the doing it all piece. while you're running a
0: blueberry farm. That's
1: it. My paying job. Yes, the blueberry farm.
0: <laughs> How did that happen, man? Your place is monstrous
1: yeah and comparatively speaking i'm i'm a pretty small guy pretty small grower you know good good enough for one family but uh, yeah this was our 12th season this year and uh, yeah i bought a uh, tur- sort of like what you did here i bought a turnkey operation uh, some 12 years ago. And it's funny, I, I kind of stumbled upon it. Uh, I was with somebody, funny, we're talking about this now, election, so it was on election day. And he was telling me about a farm for sale. And, uh, you know, his son had looked at it, but they weren't sure. And they, you know, they, they were probably going to take a pass. So uh, that next day, I just took a ride through that farm. And I'll tell you, I, I pulled in there. And I saw a wild turkey. And I saw all this, you know, wildlife and stuff. And it was a beautiful farm. And I was like, my God, this is, this is like God's country here. So I, I took a ride around and then I as I was pulling out that beautiful feeling turned to fear as I saw the owner the farmer pull in so oh. I very <laughs> nervously put down my window and said to him uh, I heard this farm's for sale you know is there any truth to it so the guy kind of rolled his eyes and didn't seem too happy to see me there really said, yeah so he said well I have a contract with someone but uh, there's a list if you want to give me your name I'll give you a call so I went back I gave him my name and that was in November, and I didn't think anything of it. Uh, come February, my phone rang, and it was a number that looked kind of familiar. And uh, it was the owner of the farm, and he said, hey, Sam, I, I, I'm calling. I, I told you I'd call. I wish I wasn't calling you. He said, and, and the was already sold, but if you're still interested, the farm's still available. So we met the next day at 7 a.m. Uh, he gave me a tour, and you know, I went back. I, I talked about it with my family, and... Uh, a few months later, uh, we we took the plunge. Uh, That's you know, so scary. Yeah, like, I bought the farm, but uh, I'm still alive, <laughs> so, to speak, <laughs> so to speak. You know?
0: Wow. <laughs> oh my! Did you know anything about?
1: This? I knew a little bit. Again, we're, we're this is the blueberry capital of the world, and I had a little bit of farm experience as a kid, and everyone around me was on a farm, so, you know, it's it's. You know, it's not simple by any means, but it, it was something I felt I'd be able to handle and learn. And I have to give all the credit to uh, the man who sold it to me, Frank Jacobs. He did stay on board, and he mentored me, and he went above and beyond what he had to do to make sure I had a good handle on uh, what it, what I needed to do to keep that form And hold going. that
0: thought. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, sure. um, and we'll go back, because it blows my mind, the stuff that you must have. I mean, first of all, I'm going to save it for later. I just okay. I, I went to your place once, and I was wowed. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Thanks. People. People who want to get in shape and just don't know what to do. Two words. Alec Zab. Alec Zab is my martial arts trainer. He trains at Razor's Edge, but that's not all he does. He does personal training. If you listen to the Camp Tuscaloosa podcast and you listen to the episode titled uh, A Warrior Named Zab, you will find out all about him. He's the kind of guy that you'll walk into his gym. He's going to make you feel comfortable. You're not going to have to worry about other people looking at you. He'll come up with a meal plan, and he's going to train you in the way that is right for you. If you don't believe me, check out his Facebook page. Check out his Instagram. He has so many success stories. I cannot promote him enough. He donated to Save the Rain. Boom. That shows you what kind of person he is, and that's why I'm doing this for him right now. Um Alec Zab if you want any information on him please hit me up he's my trainer he's my son's trainer and he will get you in shape shout out to you Alec Zab all right so what goes into this man it I mean people ask me that all the time about the school and I could talk about that please talk about the blueberry farm
1: Oh, the blueberry! Well, raising blueberries—it's kind of like raising a little baby. You know, you, you, you know. They need food and water. You, you know. Oh, so you got millions of little babies out yeah, there, and I love them all like my children. Every every one of those berries <laughs> until they go into that truck and pull away. Yes, I love them like my children. Do you live in fear of weather? There's a little, uh, yeah. There's a little anxiety. Springtime, for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, it's just part of the deal. Now I've learned that you know, you really can't change it. I mean, there's a couple things you can try to do in certain situations but for the most part you know it's it's mother nature's world man she she's going to dictate and uh you know it's just a reactionary deal after that you know she leads and uh you know you follow and make the best out of it yeah so it's okay
0: so you grow grow them Um, yes they're they're ripe they're good for the picking what next
1: um, well, what we do, we have two varieties uh, mainly. I do have a third variety, but not that many. But the two thoroughbreds are, a lot of people don't realize there's different varieties of, of blueberries. Yeah. And, uh, they don't sell them like apples, like Granny Smith or Wine Sapper, and they don't educate the consumer. Do they, they just like say mix and match? Blueberries, or? Yeah. For the most part, blueberries. Now, I have some consumers, uh, The most of my fruit goes up to uh, New England area, a lot of that goes to Rhode Island, and they know the different varieties. Uh, but I have uh, du- half Duke and half Blue Crop. Dukes are the new uh, Thoroughbred. Most of the guys are are growing them. They're a great commercial berry, firm berry, um, pretty crack resistant and uh, they have a nice shelf life. uh, Real nice berry, good flavor. And then the other half of my farm is the Blue Crop, which is the older Thoroughbred. uh, A fantastic tasting berry, not as firm as the Blue Crop. You know, you have to be a little more careful with those and pick them right, but they're a fantastic uh, blueberry, a great taste and a great texture. Do they both come out, where
0: some are small and, and tart, and some are big and sweet? Well, I mean, everyone always
1: says, "Do you have the big ones?" You know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what so we they, want. That's I, what the I people know, want. want the big, I say, put two in <laughs> your mouth. No, but, but no, yeah. The way it usually works is, you know, you pick them several times. I mean, some years you pick them just once, you know, depending on the weather, and the other years you can pick them up to three or four times. And typically, the early berries, the first ones you pick, the lead berries, are larger. And then as the season goes on, the size moderates and they become like a a, a medium size, you know, overall, you know, during the the big volume. But that first picking is pretty large. And, you know, there are some different varieties now. Like what I had talked about there were were what you would call the highbush. They're the real blueberries, what I like to call them. There are other varieties that they have down south. Which, honestly, I don't even think they should call those blueberries. I think oh, they should be called snap. huckleberries. <laughs> oh, snap! He just said huckleberry. <laughs> well, they're a little different. You know, they're, 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 they're very seedy. They leave a <laughs> residue. So not the same. Nobody wants as, that. No, no one wants that. Not the same as, as a uh, New Jersey blueberry. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a difference. So you just hope that a consumer, you know, if they're trying blueberries for the first time, they, they, they get a nice pint of Hamilton blueberries and they yeah. don't get a the bad taste stuff. in their mouth. Yeah, from, from one of these states that... Uh, you know, I jokingly say they don't belong there. But no. no. They're everywhere it's now. It's one place. I mean, one is, place they belong. Well, yeah. yeah. Hamilton, New Jersey, where it all started. So yeah. you, you have a lot of people working on that farm right I do during the harvest we can employ as many as 80 people and uh, we we, we need every one of them we house them I mean you house them. we house them there yeah house them where uh, well we have we have camps and like a barrack style camps and and, uh, some trailers that we bring in that are all you know checked out and certified by the Department of Labor and uh, we have you know we have people stay there we provide the lodging Uh, we have a cafeteria there and a cook Who uh, cooks for the men and women, and uh, provides them very reasonable like costs, like for a meal plan of maybe like sixty dollars. These guys are eating, you know, a little coffee and something light in the morning, then uh, a hearty lunch and dinner. So it's a good deal for them, and uh, they make some great food, and the smells are 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 terrific coming out of that Uh, uh, kitchen every day. Boy, I eat Mexican all summer. Yeah, it's fantastic. Some home cooked Mexican. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt.
0: Do you get to develop? Like, relationships with these? Oh,
1: yeah. I, I have a group uh, who now now that the harvest is, is over, uh, the majority of the men have moved on to other places. You know, they, they are truly migrant workers. They follow the crop. I'll give you. Uh, I'll just give you the rundown of of my workers. How like a typical year would go for them, you know. So say starting in Hamilton, you know, they're here picking our blueberries in June, July. Um, after they finish up at my farm, the vast some some of them continue up to Michigan and, and pick blueberries. But in my farm in particular, the vast majority of them go to the North Carolina Virginia border, and they start working on the farm. And they start harvesting. Um, um, pumpkins and and corn stalks uh, for for the Halloween uh, ornamentals, and then they stay there and they harvest pine saplings and they make Christmas ornamentals, wreaths and stuff like that. So they'll work there until. Early December. You know, by then you had to pretty much be wrapped up with all your Christmas stuff. And then once they finished there, in December they would head back to Florida. They would work in the citrus groves, do grapefruit and, and oranges all winter long, and then typically go into tomatoes, you know, in, in early spring. And then they would begin to work their way back up the coast, you know, first in, in Georgia, then Carolina, picking the berries, then, is then there Hamilton. A, is there a place they call home? Um, pretty much where they hang their hat. Yeah, wow. they, they they go where the work is. Yeah. Yeah, they go where the work is. Um and y- y- you know, I know it's a hot topic right now, immigration and all that stuff. I don't want to get too heavy with you. But uh, I, I'll tell you what: you spend a day on the farm with me, you would have a new perspective, a tremendous amount of respect for the work uh, these guys put in, and, and the way they work, and the pride in which they work. It is—they uh, work with pride. Oh, with pride, man! I'll tell you, they take pride in their work, and uh, you know, I—I I, I enjoy every minute with them. I—I really do. And you know, my one thing is—you know—you have someone you know climbing over a fence and swimming across a river. Who wants to pick lettuce or blueberry for minimum wage you know give me give me a thousand of them you know but that's just my perspective but uh... Yeah, there there needs to be something done because there has to be a better way to get the uh, food harvested and and get some people into this country who want to do the jobs that a yeah, lot of Americans I was gonna don't say, want to do right I don't now. think
0: I have any friends who want to do that job. That's a that's a really hard job. Yeah, it,
1: it's tough. It's you know they toil in those fields. It's hot out there. Uh, no, I will say uh, I've been very very lucky that uh, in my packing house I I've always filled it with high school students. So I saw a
0: picture of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah,
1: so I'm dependent on on the some. Some workers here from my town, the youth of Hamilton. Including the Mento boys. Yeah, I have my son there uh, and my daughter, Yeah. yeah. Uh, my son, yeah, he has a nice job at, in the packing house, and he also goes to all the farmer markets that we accommodate down the beach. So he loves that. And uh, I said, you know, if you do a bad job, you'll be back on the farm. <laughs> so he's sure to do a nice job every time he goes to the beach selling the blueberries. But it's good uh, you're having your kids. Yeah, learn it's, it's this nice. Work ethic. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have them around me. You, you know, mm. anymore, you, you know, like we talked about, time goes so fast. You know, how many more years do I have them? You know, in my life every day. So I, I, I really am. Blessed and it is a pleasure to be able to have them and along with my wife, who I affectionately call Inspector Inspector Number Twelve. Kathy is the best, I'll tell you. She watches every pint of blueberries that goes by on that she line. She does. She watches everyone. I'm telling you. And if she wouldn't buy it as, as a consumer, we're we're not going to pack it. And and that's that's her standard. And uh, that's why I'm proud to say, in some 12 years, you know, we, we we've never had a rejection or never or, never had a rejection or any type of fruit quality issue because you know again we're a small farm you know i'm on it in the field and my wife is really on it in the packing house what do you call
0: our inspector number inspector number 12 uh, ins- shout out to you once
1: again inspector number 12. number 12 i love that i think that's the old Haynes commercials right it's it by <laughs> Maybe? Inspector number 12 or one of those <laughs> i'm gonna have to youtube Fruit of it loom or something like that inspector number 12 i'm gonna look but that's, yeah, that's no it's kathy's that, taking that that's kathy it's it's a compliment believe me i
0: tell you she's the best she you is know the best. i know too man i see the way she is at school and she's always bringing her positivity and it's really nice man yeah very cool i, I don't know if i could is she just literally looking at one after another yeah after she another?
1: watches them go by occasionally there'll be a smash berry that might have gotten mushed in, in the uh in, in the filler or or right. the lid would close and catch one and it won't look good or she'll see a stem and uh, she has a wow. stem fetish she cannot she doesn't, <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't like the stems in the package so uh, she'll pull it off and you know then she'll holler up there to the people in the line hey watch the stems you know so yeah she she does a great job I, I couldn't do it without her I, I couldn't that's I awesome could, I couldn't yeah
0: yeah so if someone has a stem it's not from the mento
1: farm it shouldn't be or put it this way Kathy might have turned her head or something for a second because uh, <laughs> yeah. it was not approved by Spectre number 12 Spectre
0: number 12, 12. hey man I have uh, a few before we get out of here I got a few questions from the chat pack especially okay. chosen for you alright
1: chat pack please choose one pick a card any card everyone chooses the middle yeah why not I was <laughs> just calling my name uh oh I don't have my reading glasses oh not you too oh. man I'll okay. use my 2020 I, I think I can do it I think I can oh, do it alright you can what do this what would your dr- what would your dream home look like be as descriptive as possible hmm my dream home. Well, I guess, you know, the right answer is to say just take a ride down 629 North First Road <laughs> and, and, and look through my front windows and hey, you would see it, the dream home there with my wife and children for sure.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I shouldn't have picked that question. Thinking about when I drove up there, seeing the life you live is pretty rad. Why don't we go for a different question? Okay. Yeah, no, good answer to that. Okay. Let's go for one that maybe. Here There we go.
1: Okay. More words on that one. Can you do it? Yeah, they're really small. (laughs) Were you told that you could watch if if you were told you could watch only one television show a week for the next twelve months? Which show would you
0: choose to watch? And I need to know this because uh, the season of The Bachelorette just ended.
1: Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I did watch that a little bit. And I'll be honest, I'm not a big TV guy. Uh, One show I do watch i have watched every season of a survivor uh wait a minute I, I love wait that survivor show. from like 1990 like it's still going yeah no way oh yeah and I, i've called everyone it's funny and it was 1999 the year we got married it started i remember i was at work and i heard on the radio oh everyone you know about this show and i came home and told my you know my guys my, eating rats new bride you know hey we have to watch this and uh, we watched it, and boy, we were hooked. So that's one of my favorite shows to watch, but I don't know I would choose that for this particular question. Um, I think I'd want something uh, a little bit funny. I, I'd have to go with, uh, would Would you count the Three Stooges clips as a TV really? show? Really? You would go with Three Stooges? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Stooge fan. I grew up uh, on some Stooges. I'm a, I'm a big Stooge fan. Which one's your favorite? Uh, uh, I like the uh, Women's Hater Club, which is, which is a good one, and... Uh,
0: no, no, no. Which, which of the oh, three oh, Stooges? Molar. Oh, 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 which,
1: which Stooge? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Mo's the leader, but everyone has a uh, has a, a sweet spot in their heart for Curly. Of I course, mean, yeah. man. I mean, he's he's the OG. He's the original. Yeah. But he left, right? Or he Yeah. He had a, he had a stroke or something early on, and then they brought in Shemp, uh, Shemp who uh, wasn't bad either. You know. And, yeah, and, but and, that's and, a tough one to replace. And listen, Larry is so underrated. I'll tell you. He. he uh I always <laughs> felt that way. <laughs> Yeah. I always felt
0: that way. He brought a lot.
1: He brought a lot to the to the to the show. He yes, did. he did. He did.
0: Yes, he was like the glue to hold it together. I even remember playing the NES when I was like ten years old. There was a Three Stooges video game, and Larry became my favorite. Yes,
1: wait, Larry, right? He's the curly-haired one. Larry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm glad there's another Larry fan out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like 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 I like them all. But the Stooges is a great show. Uh, if it were my son answering, he'd say The Office. That's oh. his favorite show by far. Good answer, Sam. Yeah. Um, the office is, not, is, is a good one. And you know, I, I like the old school Seinfelds and, of and stuff like that. That's I mean, always a go-to, right? Know, yeah, it's the go-to. That's kind of how we got our humor. I think growing up in that, that yeah. time in my early twenties and stuff. Are you, you a know? curb your enthusiasm fan too? Oh. curb your enthusiasm? Um, I've, not really, no. Like I said, I don't watch much television, but uh, I, I, I've seen that show a few times. Not your thing. It's, 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 it's good. I just don't have time to watch a lot of television. I have to get into this uh, whole DVR and Netflix and all that <laughs> stuff thing. I just, you know, my kid it blows their mind. They're like, why? You, you don't do anything all winter and you don't even, you know, turn the Netflix on or anything? I'm like, "Nah, I'd rather just read the paper or something. But, yeah, uh. yeah, there's a... Um, There's a lot of good shows, you know, and I'm I'm a sports guy, too. I would rather watch the Phils. Yeah, Phils, baseball, football, I think football, baseball in that order, than hockey, basketball would be my, if you're, you know, going down the professional sport list. I feel
0: like now that I'm living in Hamilton, I absolutely need to get into football. Yeah, Yeah.
1: football, you know, football teaches you some life lessons. I'll tell you, I I learned lessons on the gridiron when I was was a kid that I I still apply to life every day What position do you play? Uh, I played end, uh, defensive end and offensive end. You know, back then it wasn't like, like today. It was, well, actually, it is kind of like it is today. It's three yards and a cloud of dust, you know, you know the type of offense we run in town. And, yeah, I played offensive end and defensive end. Yeah. Um. I was, I was always a good team player. You know, I wasn't a superstar or anything, but I enjoyed the camaraderie and, and, and the friendships in my friends. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, and I'm sure the tales grow. But, you know, when I think back now, you know, uh, even just thinking back to the practices and stuff with my buddies, hanging out, talking to them, yeah, that was, that was a great time in my life. Mm. It, it really was. And That camaraderie. You know, yeah. And you don't realize that at the time, just being mm. able to physically do that. Yeah, you, you know, it's something that maybe I miss. Maybe I miss youth. I, I don't know, but that is something. Yeah, for sure. I, I would I would love to be able to uh, put the uniform on again and uh, come train with put, me, bro. A few snaps. We'll, we'll make the I'm comeback. About I'm pushing fifty. I'm gonna make another run at it. Are you it. pushing fifty? Yeah, forty-eight. am no. gonna be forty. You got time. You got yeah. time. Yeah, you yeah. can make a comeback. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to hit, hit the weights in the offseason. Maybe I'll need I need a little uh That's all you training. need. Yeah.
0: That, it, it, for me, it's like if I spend two or three months without working out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm definitely feeling older. But then, as soon as I start training hard again, I'm like, Psh, You're "Let's back. do this!" I'm yeah. back. Yeah,
1: all the feel goods are pumping. And you stuff. still yeah. have the muscle memory in there, brother. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I was blessed with some good genes, but uh, definitely <laughs> not the man I once was. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if I uh, if I can uh, hit the gym from time to time, I, I like to keep keep in shape a little right better. Kathy works shipping. out, right? Ka- Kathy's a walker. You see her. You'll often see her walking through the uh, cemetery. You know, she walks around. With, she's the one with the pink weights in her hand. Oh, you'll I see- believe I've seen her you know, then. Does she wear a
0: cap when she does it? Usually has
1: a hat on. She's incognito. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna yeah. honk and yell out next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's over there with a couple of her friends, whoever she can recruit in the morning. Uh, it, it's more of a fall and winter thing after after the kids go to school. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Kathy's in the physical fitness, and, and you know she does a nice job. We we try to eat. You know, healthy and stuff it's hard like in this that. town, you, you, man, some good food. Eat, uh, there's some good food. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad for you. No, nope. that's you know? also true. Yeah. It's all true. Choices. Yeah. Hey,
0: man, do you have time for one more? Sure.
1: All right, yeah. man. Yeah. Three
0: to choose from. Only one. Dun, dun, dun. I could totally I'm not take the middle one. There you go. Oh, <laughs> the first time making history here.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. If you were writing an autobiography, what would be the book title besides your name? Ooh, that's a good one for you, Sam wow. Mento. Wow. All the stuff you do. I hope to think there's more to come, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. For sure, but autobiography yeah, thus far. Yeah. I would say, yeah, thus far, my life thus far, or uh, Blueberry, uh, geez, I don't know. I, I would say, uh, I bought the farm, but I'm still here. <laughs> I
0: bought the farm, but I'm still here. <laughs> that's
1: it. That's better than my title. I came
0: up with Principal Blueberry. So <laughs> that was good too. Oh that thank was, you. That was good too. All right. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I, I don't you know, I I've never been one to put You know, much thought or time into talking about, you know, what I've done or my accomplishments. I've always been just a person who, you know, sees something that needs to be done and I'm just willing to jump in there and lend a hand, you know. So doing
0: something like this is a bit unusual for you, huh? Yeah,
1: this this is different, but uh, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. Like I had said, I was pretty nervous coming in. And, you know, I, I think it's the case for a lot of people. You, you just don't feel that comfortable just talking about yourself. I've never been one to get real Joe politician or, you, you know, you know, put the hat on, I did this for you or vote for me. You, you know, it's just not <laughs> my style. I'm glad you, you're not like that. You know, I just, I just do my thing. You know, I work. I work behind the scenes and then... I get my job done just like I get my job done at the farm, as as efficiently as you know, as quickly and as good as I possibly can, and I move on to the next task. Sam uh, Mento, getting the job that's done. It. Hey man, uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to who
0: might listen to this?
1: Uh, just to uh, again for the third time, my beautiful wife Kathy and uh, my, my my son Sammy, who had a great round of golf today. Congratulations! And son. he also got uh, an uh, academic achievement award, right? He did. He did get an academic excellence award, which uh, puts him at the top, you know, one or two percent in this class. Boom. Yeah. Right now, my daughter's right there, tops of her class. You know, it's all within a hundredth of a point, but she's top one, two or three, depending on which way the wind blows that day. So yeah. She's up there. They're, they're really overachievers in the classroom. And of course I have to shout out to, uh, the, the some, uh, my dog, uh, a new dog. that we've got. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to I this. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, uh, yeah, we did get a little dog in December and I, I have to tell you that little dog has touched my heart. What she kind really dog you has. Uh, she, is what they call, technically a mutt, but uh, they call her a mini golden doodle. I've so heard So she's a mix, you know, she has a lot of lab in her because she loves the water, but uh, she has that non-shedding uh, uh, hair which Whoa. is nice Yeah, so you have to so get it nice. groomed every now and then but i mean i i i wish i could say i wasn't shedding as much as <laughs> <I was. laughs>
0: <You're> doing, <laughs> and mine aren't going back
1: unfortunately right, you are doing, doing okay tough. we're pushing 50. pushing 50 the last name mento believe me i'm i'm all right i'm on borrowed time i knew that <laughs> dude you're doing okay
0: i started losing my stuff at like 22. yeah so. yeah Yeah. that
1: well my grandpa said he went bald at 16 my dad 16 yeah my dad made it to about 20 oh my brother got knocked out early 20 so you know (laughs) Sam Mento lucky hey is it Rogaine is it what are you doing I I cannot tell my secret it's Carmen (laughs) I think it all goes back to my barber Carmen Liza the man who gave me my first haircut and he's a uh, shout out to Carmen right now if he's out there I know he's not feeling too well he's been in the hospital but Carmen gave me my first haircut when uh, some 46 47 years ago and I think he Rub some special sauce mm. on my head and he's and he's been doing it ever since i've been a, i've been a loyal customer to him is so. it too late for me or can i get some of carmen's sauce for my head or i don't know i don't know there's there's a carmella in town carmen's kind of retired now but okay. uh, she might have the sauce for you i'll talk to her yeah there's there's always you know what always, man i'm at the point now just shave it for it's me. okay you know and and unfortunately that's what you it, i think. You know, and I often sit down and say, oh, it would have been easier just getting knocked out rather than that, uh, just that the slow. <laughs> you know, every day you look at your pillow. What's going on here? You know, you take I know, a shower. You, all oh for me? you know what the worst was
0: for me? When <laughs> I'd walk into a store and look up at that TV that the security cameras, it's a down? big, oh, that's a Bad balls, angle. Bad <laughs> angle. Yeah. And the lighting is yeah. right on it.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, oh my
0: God.
1: That's tough. So, although there's just a very few, I, I do start to, I am starting to see some grays. And actually, I celebrate the grays because they, they, they always mm. say, if they're gray, they stay. So, hopefully. <laughs> oh, is that what they say? I, that's that's what my, well, my great uncle, and it's funny, it, my grandmom's brother, he went out to California. He was my uncle, Jr., he was really my great uncle. But I, I had a pretty decent relationship with him. I went out there and saw him one year with my dad in Pasadena uh, for a Super Bowl. We hung out a little bit. And he pulled me aside and uh, he, still had hair and he said to me he "Goes hey he goes don't wear hats and he was so, and I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> I was like 20 and he was so serious I'm like what he said, don't wear hats. He said, it's bad for your hair. He said, never wear hats. He said, you, you need your hair, your hair to breathe. He said, don't wear It' If it's freezing cold, he said, that's one thing. But otherwise, he said, don't wear hats because it, it knocks your hairs out. And I, I said, okay, Uncle Junior. <laughs> Ever you don't since wear then, hats. I, I've really never worn baseball caps. With yeah, here you are, of, of a bald table guy right across the table wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, w- that was his tip. But the, no back to the shout out like I said yeah my wife family our, our little dog ginger who who did really touch my heart when uh, uh we got her in December. I, I was surprised. I had, I, well, I will say this. Before her, I had a dog for some 15 years, uh, Shady, and uh, I mourned. It was like seven years, you know, before we got another dog. Uh, I, I put in the time. I, I think I wore black for two years. <laughs> she was such a it's great so dog. It's so hard, man. Uh, and and, it's, and it, you almost feel funny saying it, but they really do. You, you you get attached to them. So I said, never again, never again. That's what I'm and, saying right now, but. you'll Well, your kids are a little young. Wait till they get a little older, then they they can they can take care of it a little better. Well, the dog, maybe yeah. they say they will. <laughs> they say they will. Yeah. Well, we broke and we started with uh, you know fish, and then we actually had some chickens. You know, I was oh. I was working them up because I was trying to avoid having an animal in my house. Uh, you know, because our other dog had always stayed outside, and that's just the way it was. You know, when I was a kid, like you had a dog, but the dog stayed outside. Either you had a pen or you had a big tree. You know, that it stayed under with a house, You know, and that's just the way it was. Now it's a different world. Any animals come inside, so I was a little apprehensive about that. But I'll tell you, like I said, this this little dog has how t- big is a has miniature t- has touched my heart. She they'll they'll get about thirty pounds, and she's in the upper twenties now. Great little dog, smart. I'm telling you, it's almost like she she wants to talk to you. And you know, I never thought you know I would be talking and gushing over a dog <laughs> again. But I'll tell you, she is a great little dog. And uh, if you wanted to see her, you can go check out the life of Ginger on Instagram. Oh, she has yeah. her Instagram page. G do her name. Well, her name's Ginger Doodle, but we call her G do is her name. So yeah, the life of Ginger on Instagram. You can you can see our dog and plugging
0: uh, uh, the life of Ginger yeah, right on. Yeah.
1: and you know what? There's a lot of people listening to this who are thinking. <laughs> No, I get it, Sam. I love my dog too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we have a dog. So that was our big, uh, our big thing this year. <laughs> right yeah, on. Li- life is good, man. Thanks for having me. You know, you do, you're doing real good, real good stuff here. You know, again, like I said, you're such an asset to the town. Oh, man, uh, we love having you here. Not as if I'm the spokesman for everybody, but uh, coming know, from I, you, it means I, a lot. I, I see what you're doing here, and. Uh, Man, thanks. Thanks for all you do. My uh, pleasure. And thank you for for coming here, man. That was fun. And uh, I'm glad you had a good time in the end. Real nice. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Thanks, Hamilton. Good night. Goodbye, people.